Section zero of the Roosevelt Hondon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Roosevelt Hondon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission by Kanjido Hondon. Translated by R. G. Reedy and Edwin Murray. Preface The Journal do Comercio of Rio de Janeiro published the following notice on October 6, 1915. A manifestation of remarkable brilliancy promoted in honor of Colonel Hondon by the Geographical Society of Rio de Janeiro took place in the Phoenix Theater yesterday evening at 8.30. Beside the ceremony of the unveiling of his portrait, which is to be hung in the gallery of meritorious members of the Geographical Society, it was known that Colonel Hondon would avail himself of this opportunity to give, at the request of this institution, his first lecture on the Roosevelt-Hondon scientific expedition and the exploration of the river duvida the place first chosen for these lectures was the sao pedro theater but through unforeseen circumstances the committee was obliged to alter this arrangement in twenty-four hours and in this short space of time the phoenix theater was prepared for this purpose Long before the appointed hour, the guests commenced to arrive, and at 8.30 p.m., the elegant theater was quite full. Boxes, stalls, galleries, and all seats were taken. In the corridor, which encircles the stalls, one could see many people standing. The invitations had been distributed in accordance with the largest seating room of the Sao Pedro Theater and for this reason there was some difficulty in seating all the guests in the Phoenix Theater. The first tier of boxes were all reserved for the President of the Republic, Vice President of the Republic, Ministers, Members of Congress, the Diplomatic Corps, and the Government of the City of Rio de Janeiro. Amongst those presents, we took note of the following. The Minister of Marine, the Minister of Agriculture, the Vice President of the Senate, the Chief of Police, the American Ambassador, in whose box the American Ensign was displayed, a Commission of the Municipal Council, the Chief of the General Staff of the Army, and representatives of the President of the Republic and of the Ministers of Foreign Affairs, Justice, and War. Shortly before 9 p.m., the session was opened with General Gregorio Thaumaturgo G. Azevedo in the chair. At the table placed on the stage were also seated Colonel Rondon, Dr. Jose Boito, Alvaro Belford, and Sebastián Sampaio, members of the board of the Geographical Society, and Lieutenant Alfredo Severo dos Santos Pejera, who was committed to greet Colonel Hondon on behalf of the officers of the army. The unveiling of Colonel Hondon's portrait was followed by prolonged cheers, after which 
General Thamaturgo Giazvelo delivered the following speech. The Geographical Society of Rio de Janeiro, which I have the honor of presiding, has decided to hold this great meeting in order to unveil the portrait of an illustrious Brazilian and honored member of the society, in acknowledgment of the relevant services rendered by him to the nation. In retribution of this proof of kindness, and at the request of the board of the society, the intrepid explorer will deliver three lectures on the subject of the geographical and other work carried out under his direction as chief of the commission of the telegraph and strategic lines of Mato Grosso, and also during the Roosevelt expedition. From these words, it can be easily gathered that I refer to the meritorious Colonel of Engineers, Gangido Mariano Hondon, who is here present. His contemporaries of the military school say that whilst a student of this academy, Hondon had the constant ideal of connecting up all the important places of his native state by a system of telegraph lines. This preoccupation, which was always before his mind, he carried out beyond his wishes, for he has not only made this connection, but extended same to another state as great and as rich as his own, viz. the Amazon, and from there to the whole of Brazil by means of the already existing communications. It is close on twenty-five years since he undertook this work in the wilds of Mato Grosso, firstly as assistant and afterwards as the chief, and he not only planned and studied these aerial lines, but traversed century-old forests, followed up in the courses of unknown rivers, exploring some and rectifying others, determining geographical positions and collecting abundant natural history material, heretofore unknown. This arduous task can only be understood by those who have carried out such work in other regions, such as the Boundaries Commissions, equally dangerous and full of sacrifice. Hence the value we give it by our own experience. In the same way, Hondon has rendered this patriotic service at the cost of his health, the risk of his life, and as a duty to his country. Of all these qualities, however, the one which most ennobles his name is the kindness which he initiated the service of the protection of the Indians, liberating them from the massacres of other tribes and even of civilized people in search of rubber, bringing them into the midst of civilization. This is his most meritorious work. For such deeds, the Geographical Society of Rio de Janeiro in unveiling his portrait here, will be proud of having same among those hung in the members' gallery of the society. General Thaumaturgo's last words were received with prolonged cheers. At this point, Mr. Sebastian Sampaio, the official speaker of the society, recited the verses from Olavio Bilac's poem entitled O Casador de Esmeraldas, The Hunter of Emeralds. Behold, sir, it was a wild wander, says the poet, and it was a lost march. It was but a selfish dream, that of this hunter of emeralds. Nevertheless, he has these verses to immortalize him. 
you never could have imagined the praise of this unique poet the cherished symbol of our country could ever be yours bring meanwhile to the present era of civilization that company of pioneers substitute the wild wander and the lost march by the sure route which breaks through the wilderness just as your pencil designed a map change that selfishness the delirium of the green stones into your unselfishness into your earnest hope of causing the generous blood of life to circulate in all the arteries of our nation forget for a moment that we are referring to you and i can affirm that you will be possessed with the vision of this moment in which i am greeting you with Bilac's poem dedicated to fernand giaspais lemme who appears returning from the wilderness like the ancient heroes bring the wilds on their shoulders you will therefore see that it is perfectly useless for me to attempt to honor you with my own phrases they fall to your feet like the forest flowers which drop slowly across your way through the silent woods of dark nights trying in vain to fathom the incomparable brilliancy of your glory our society was desirous of having your picture it has therefore procured one in retribution of its enormous debt not towards you who do not require words of praise but to our mother country proud of your work and of your merit i would that the words of our illustrious chairman who is also full of services to the nation should have sufficed for the ceremony but i must comply with the rules of my office and delay somewhat the anxiously awaited narrative of your deeds far from me to attempt to eulogize this homeric enterprise of twenty-five years to repeat in simple words the magnificent work which you have accomplished would be to diminish it we are all aware of the height to which same attained and history's altar has no steps for human aspirations it is immortality that takes under her wings and carries the chosen souls i prefer to admire you from below with the earnestness of all your admirers behold all of us are the believers in the utility of your work your generation which you highly honor my own generation which learns from your example your example as a youth dreamer of a great dream you are able to accomplish it at manhood and by this you have taught us not only to esteem work but to yearn for the ideal which is so wanting in our days materializing the present and threatening future your tenacity the incomparable virtue of your tenacity the constant fever which burnt in your mind through cold nights and that did not hamper your heroism exposing your life like the genial poet in the stormy waters of the amazon for the sake of your work this other poem the poem of your journey the new luziadas of the new glories of our race your love it was through this love that you substituted the soldiers of the old pioneers by brotherly affection you have brought us with the unknown land and unknown brother thus redeeming a race which science had condemned in its cruel mistake that it was sufficient to think without feeling why mention your services rendered who is there that ignores that you have given us this huge tract of unknown brazil which five heroes 
had previously attempted in vain to reach and which you had finally incorporated into the nation by this giant's march from mato grosso to the amazon why more words you know the modest home of your studies and investigations the geographical society where the bust of hill branco presides the venerable statesman who gave us a new independence by erecting the defensive walls of the borders of the nation you have completed the work of hill branco you have discovered this unknown brazil which he delimited it was but natural that your picture should complete the external veneration in our humble temple we have accomplished our duty we are content and our country who hails you gladly blesses you at this moment when we celebrate your glorious work on terminating his speech mr sebastian sampaio was received by the auditorium with loud and prolonged applause first lieutenant severo dos santos then delivered the following speech colonel hondon your comrades joyously associate in the just homage which you receive from the geographical society of rio de janeiro the legitimate interpreter of the gratitude which the country owes to the fearless discoverer of the wilds of brazil and to the humanitarian pacificator of our aborigines and their pleasure in so doing is so much the greater inasmuch as these words of praise fall on a group of devoted comrades of the glorious fifth battalion of engineers of the strategic telegraph lines commission from mato grosso to the amazon and of the service of the protection of indians and localization of national laborers which under your direction work so patriotically you have once again shown what services military engineering is apt to render in times of peace for since the time of the romans it develops industry that is to say the real and useful effort of mankind over its surroundings in view of the fact that your mission is rather of protecting human life than destroying it as was the wish of a lazaro carnot or of Alban. and during this long campaign how many simple and obscure soldiers have silently fallen unknown to the outside world how many comrades of ours have courageously sacrificed themselves to their work since that kind-hearted and noble first lieutenant francisco bueno huerta barbosa to the more recent one fallen yesterday wounded with many arrows that good and brave francisco marques de Sosa, in whose diary brought up to the last days of his life we can read the narrative of the privations hardships and suffering of his epic exploration of the river ananas only the active courage the combative faith and the potential energy of a chief like you could bring about the amalgamation of such manly souls in the crucible of a similar devotion in planting in the hearts of the younger generation who followed you this intense passion for the unselfish and dangerous life of a forest traveller that attraction for the unknown that same faith in a high ideal which after facing all sorts of setbacks has conquered and brought to a meritorious end the enterprise which we now honour and thank condemned to the primitive life of hunting and fishing 
descending the rivers in canoes made from the trunks of trees marching knee-deep in the marshes and swamps or entangled in the vegetation what enormous courage and energy is it necessary for a man to show in order to avoid succumbing in the struggle against hostile elements there the marches are conducted amidst the dangers of the flora and the fauna now crossing adust plateau now forcing a way across the hispid woods now again investigating the secrets of the treacherous waters closed to view by the labyrinth of the branches between banks permeated with malaria pascal said that rivers are roads that travel but here in our complicated potomographic system a network of igapos and paranas of falls and rapids tombos and sumiduros the river is more like a dangerous serpent now winding insidiously between banks of mud and suddenly throwing itself into the treacherous revolution of the agitated waters and there is wrecked the capsized uba and the result of many months work instruments and provisions parsimoniously calculated for the rest of the voyage are lost then it is hunger that arise with its long despair and the sadness of galetien corrupt and putrid meat the spice and sauce with which the valiant eat from the lusiadas thanks to your wise foresight along the track open for the main telegraph line notes were mapped with the new geographical and ethnographical corrections with regard to the habit and customs of our native tribes enriching our folklore and our knowledge with new information with regard to the flora the land and the aquatic fauna and also with regard to the geological structure of our soil the immortal journey across our hinterland from the parasi plateau to the marshlands of the madeira will remain as if grooved in the surface of the earth which we inhabit wedged in between meridians and parallels which likewise mark out an immense region of suffering and heroism for this reason your name will be worthy in fame's memorials to remain from the lusiadas as illustrious names with deathless laurels crowned while time rolls on in every clime renowned again from the lusiadas nevertheless you did not enter into the mists of our forest with sword unsheathed holding in the other hand the lighted torch of bellona on the contrary you had before your eyes that gospel as it were of the woods described by the great jose bonifacio wherein it is said that we owe the indians much kindness constancy and endurance which we must show them as christian usurpers which we actually are and that consequently we must not treat them with fire and sword but rather first know them and what they are and what by nature they must needs be wild indians and then find out the means of converting them into what it is our duty to see they should be at that time this great statesman who was the father of our national independence had foreseen that to attempt ex abrupto to transform an indian into a civilized being was the same as to attempt by force to turn from one day to another a child into an adult 
thus violating all the laws of biology and sociology which govern the normal development of the human species already father nobrega had declared that with music and harmonious voices he would venture to bring him all the tribes of america nevertheless even in our days these indians found themselves outside the law which like an inhuman stepmother existed only for the purpose of delivering them up defenceless to the iniquity of their persecutors thus living like so many wild animals held at bay by the relentless hatred of the indian hunters there was even a scientist who proclaimed that the only natural solution of the problem was the extermination of our poor forest brethren in the midst of such cruel injustice which dishonored our history it fell upon your great heart and your civic courage to have the glory of taking up the tradition of jose bonifacio saving from complete annihilation what remained of the unfortunate aborigines population bravely facing not only their unconscious arrows but also the still more poisoned arrows of the unemployed demolishers who trail their life at the corners of the avenida blowing off their ridiculous and wanton criticism it is because in the midst of the stagnation caused by skepticism and discouragement occasioned by negative criticism by the exercise of pure talk of the most sterile ventiloquence you speak the unknown language of action with the courage to undertake the prudence to continue and the firmness to carry out to the end your mission was not however that of theological catechism which endeavors to impose its faith on the gentiles nor that of pseudo-scientific materialism which preaches the monstrous theory of modern anthropophagy according to which the strong and cultured may devour the weak and uncultured no your mission was inspired by scientific faith based on the unchangeable laws of positive sociology which shows us the various people of the earth from the most primitive settlements or taba or to the most enlightened society as being fundamentally constituted of the same organic elements differing only in the respective degree of development this being the case what we have to do is not to exterminate the indian in the same way as one does not exterminate a child one educates it that is to say we must lift him up to the level in which we live ourselves peacefully and humanely placing within his reach the improvements of which we may dispose let us therefore admire your daring efforts and serene courage the noble disinterestedness thanks to which whilst other nations supposed to be more enlightened criminally hunting them down we could prove to the indian that we the civilized people are superior to them not in the superiority of our firearms but in the greatness of our generosity and in the excellence of our altruism only those who see but the material and crude aspect of progress can deceive themselves endeavoring to underrate the position which is due a nation in whose midst hatred against other races is unknown and that brought about the abolition of slavery amidst rejoicing and flowers still more therefore 
than the profile of the unraveller of the wilds what stands out most in our eyes above all are your service as the practical executor of the civilizing aspirations of jose bonifacio and your great heart as a friend and protector of the persecuted indian whose lamentations ring out in the poem of gonzalves gias Timpiras. your work stretches out into the future to an enormous extent just as those sightings from our terrestrial telescope which is daringly thrown up to the stars your name has already crossed our frontiers proclaimed by such an eminent person as a theodore roosevelt in the centers of worldwide prestige gentlemen he who most loves his country is he who served it more let us therefore learn in the noble life of this bayard sans poor et sans reproche in this courage of this clearer of virgin forest in the intrepid action of this pioneer traveller of our interior let us learn from this character like a diamond without defects in the naked and clean blade of this energy of steel in the precious vein of this heart of gold how to serve unfailingly in disinterestedly the land of our birth our dear brazil after this speech which was highly applauded by the assembly colonel hondon rose to say a few words colonel hondon rose from his seat on the right of the chairman of the society and ascended the tribune the auditorium received the lecturer with loud cheers which lasted for a few minutes then the illustrious brazilian commenced his first lecture colonel hondon was interrupted at various intervals during the lecture by the applause of the audience amidst the loudest applause we may remember the projection on the screen of the pictures of the speaker with the parasi children educated in the school instituted by colonel hondon among the tribe of those indians and who are now living in the city completing their education later on they will return to the woods as telegraph operators colonel hondon's last words were received with great enthusiasm in proportion as colonel hondon proceeded with his lecture projections were thrown on to the screen under the following headings the president of the republic dr lauro muller colonel roosevelt commemoration di floriano confluence of the pimenta bueno and the g parana lieutenant jaguaribe captain amilcar botello de magalhães a stretch of the mouth of the river apa chamacoco indians deck of the riquielme the bolivian frontier mark first side of the corumba chart of the route adopted on the way to the fazenda das palmeiras marshland at the fazenda das palmeiras cattle enclosures at the fazenda das palmeiras the cattle of the fazenda on the way to a hunt the first jaguar skin of the first jaguar the second jaguar of which hondon shows the head banks of the paraguay 
Swampy Pipirisol, Carandazao, Steamship Mato Grosso, View of the Fazenda de São João, Photograph of the Setting Out to a Hunting Expedition, Roosevelt Laying Down Reading, Stretch of the River Nanarasu, Gaiva Bay, Camping at Porto do Campo, Setting Out for a Hunt at Porto do Campo, the result of the hunt, Porto do Campo, departure for Taipirapuan, arrival at Taipirapuan, departure for Salto, arrival at Salto, breakfasting on a hide, aldeia queimada, entrance into the track of the telegraph line, Rio Sacre, camping at the Sacre, Salto Bello, a Parasi village, the interior of a Parasi hut, a Parasi mother, Parasi basket, game of headball, breakfast at Salto Bello, Utiariti village and station, Utiariti waterfall, group close to the Utariti falls, Juruena station, group of Nambicaras, a Nambicara mother, Presents for the Nambicaras, a tree in the field, Serra do Norci. After a small interval, the cinematographic films of the expedition, divided into four parts, completed the program of the entertainment. The following is a list of the principal pictures taken in the wilds by Second Lieutenant Thomas Hayes. The docket Buenos Aires. Rio Paraná, Rosario, Asuncion, Brazilian Frontier with Paraguay, the Caranda Palms, Porto Morcino, Corumba, expedition leaving for the first hunt on the River Tecari, the River Tecari with its birds, waterfowl, and caiman, Colonel Roosevelt firing on a caiman, Porto de Hechiro, the expedition leaving for a hunt on the Fazenda das Palmeiras. At the Fazenda das Palmeiras, Colonel Roosevelt presents the skin of the first jaguar. Journey on the river São Lorenzo and hunting on the same river. Marshlands on the river Paraguay and the Gaiva Lake. In Caseras, afterwards at Porto Jucampo. Camp at Porto Jucampo. Crossing the rivers on horseback. Ascent of the river Sebotuba in launches. Falls of the Sebotuba. Arrival at the port of Tapirapuan. Presentation of the members of the expedition. Colonel Roosevelt, Colonel Hondon, and the other members of the committee. Animals for use of the members of the expedition on their voyage. The determination of the coordinates of the port of Tapirapuan by Colonel Hondon and Lieutenant Lyra. Preparing the expedition to climb the Parasi mountain range. The journey across the prairies of Tapirapuan. The port of Salto and the journey to Aldea Quemada. End of section.